Hey girl, welcome to Fearless and Unleashed, where we'll learn tips and tricks to live our best life. We are leaving fear behind, ladies, reaching our goals, having some fun while being authentically us. I'm Jeanette Sachs. I'm a mama of three beautiful girls, married to my best friend. I'm a wellness coach and entrepreneur. I'm all about living fearlessly, going after those scary business goals, getting fit while eating ice cream, and simplifying life. I believe when we get out of our own way, we become the best versions of ourselves. So get ready, girl, because we're about to change your life. Today, we're going to talk about living a slow life. Let me tell you, when I thought about slow living, when I first really started reading about it or even imagining it before I started learning about it, I used to think people, they're just super quiet. They don't really talk. It's like this relaxing environment. They don't have a lot going on. And I'm like, that's just not me. That's not my life. I'm surrounded by my kids, my husband. We get a little crazy. We like to have fun. We have moments in the house that is just, you know, loud. And you can tell all the joy and all the craziness that goes on. And I had probably not a very realistic idea of what actually living a slow life meant. But I kept reading everybody's stories and blogs and YouTube channels and stuff like that. And I realized that creating a slower pace of life, it looks very different for everyone. There are really no rules that you have to follow or try to force into your life. It really does come down to what feels good to you. And I really love implementing these things in my life. And a lot of these things are actually stuff that I realized I was already doing. And I was able to see that a lot of peace and quiet moments in my life were actually things that I implemented. And I never thought, oh, I'm doing this because I want to live a slow pace of life. So I wanted to talk to you about living a slow life, but also while maintaining a high productivity, because I know you have things that you have to do, you have work, you have a business, you have a family to take care of, you know, and you have a lot of things that fall on your shoulders to take care of. And sometimes those things can make us really overwhelmed and it makes us kind of go through life, rushing through it, trying to get things done. And so I want to talk to you, how do you implement things in your life so that you can start living a slower pace of life and enjoying those moments, you know? but also getting your things done. So first, let's talk about what slow living is. So I found this description and I thought it was really good. Slow living is about slowing down the pace of life and taking the time to savor the moment versus rushing through it. And so when you think about it like that, it's not rules. It's not this is what you have to do in order to be able to live a slow life. It's really just making sure that you're allowing yourself to live in the moment. One of the things that I like about slowing down is that it also allows for more joy. It allows for a deeper connection with other people. You can get more peace in your life when you slow down. And you can also minimize your stress. It allows you to be able to navigate through stress a lot easier because you have implemented some things in your life that give you that time. So I have 10 different things that you can do to help you start implementing more of a slower paced life. And these are things that really helped me and I'll touch a little bit on each one. So number one is to start your day slow. A lot of us, we rush, we wake up and before we're even out of bed, we're already checking our emails on our phone, jumping on social media, and we spend some time there and we don't even allow our brains to really wake up. You know, it's time to start your day slow before you allow the world's thoughts and everybody's opinion on everything and the world's problems and news. Take your moment in the morning to just wake up 
get out of bed, do your morning routine, grab your coffee, grab a book or your Bible or whatever it is that you do in the morning that you spend some quiet time in by yourself and just sit in that moment. I have all the thoughts happen in that time. I literally sit there and sometimes if anybody walks in, you guys would probably be like, why is she staring off into space? But it's just that I'm in my thoughts and I love it because I'm able to think about things that I need to do or I'm able to figure things out. That's when I find solutions. That's when I go, oh, you know, I was trying to do this and I can get it done this way. Or sometimes, honestly, I just think about my life. I think about my goals. I think about how I'm going about my day. Is there anything that I want to change? Are things feeling good right now? If they're not, I really try to understand why they're not. This is a perfect time that you can take to journal because as you're having these thoughts, you can write all this stuff down and allow yourself that time in the morning to just wake up and start your day slow. It is going to make such a difference for the rest of the day because when you start your day already feeling rushed and all over the place and you're engaging in everything from the moment you open your eyes, the rest of the day feels like that. It just feels frazzled. But when you start slow, you tend to see that you're actually more productive throughout the day. Number two is do less, but do it really well. Instead of adding to your to-do list just to keep you busy, focus on your priorities and pick less things to do and do them really well. This is perfect in business as well. We try to be all over the place and then we find ourselves just scatterbrained. When you focus on the priorities and you pick two or three things, you're going to focus on those things and you're going to become an expert at it. So instead of doing more, do less. Number three is to be present in each moment. So for example, no scrolling social media when you're hanging out with your friends. You have to be in that moment. Maybe you know somebody that when you're having a conversation with them, you're talking and looking at them and they're sitting there just scrolling going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And then sometimes they like see things on their phone and you could be in like mid-sentence telling your story and they'll go, oh my God, did you see this? And show you a post that someone did. And so don't be that friend. Be in the moment with your friends and family. Be in the moment with your kids and be present. Number four is to get outside and get into nature. Nature is so calming. You can go for a walk. You can go for a hike. You can walk the beach. You can walk a park. And honestly, like even if you do it in the morning when the birds are getting up, like it's so calming. You can even go outside into your backyard and just spend some time outside in the morning. It is like one of my favorite things to do. You get some sun, which is amazing. And it really does give you not only joy and peace, it helps you with your stress and it also helps you with your energy. Number five is to eat slower. How many of you guys rush through your meals? This is actually really important. When we're constantly rushing through our meals, we're not even chewing our food really well. And so if you have a lot of stomach problems, bloating, it may be because you're rushing through your meals and not even chewing your food properly. So I would pay attention to that. But just take a moment to have your meal and sit down. I know as a mom, when my kids were little, you're like trying to feed the kids. And before we can get to our meal, it's cold. But if you have a support system and you have little kids and this is your reality, try to lean on your support system and find a place where you can sit and have a warm meal, but really slow down when you eat instead of rushing through it. 
for dinner, we sit down as a family. And so we all eat together. But one time I remember I shared on my Instagram stories, I was getting ready to eat breakfast and I had my breakfast on the table. I had a book and I was sitting there and it was such a good moment. I was looking out to the backyard so that you could see the trees and it was like such a beautiful day. And I remember going, this is such a good moment. It feels so good. And I thought, I wonder how many people actually take the time to sit down and read a nice book or be in silence while they enjoy a meal. And so I went on Instagram, which totally I understand the irony in this. It kind of defeated the purpose. But you know, my coach brain was like, I wanted to know. I wanted to ask the question. And so I went on Instagram and I just quickly took a snap of my book and my breakfast and my view as I'm sitting in my kitchen table. And I asked my audience, when was the last time that you got to sit down, have a nice meal and enjoy a book? The majority of women said they couldn't even remember when was the last time that they were able to do that. And the comments that I got from that post or from that story was, man, I really wish that I could do this more often. So try to find days, whether it's breakfast or lunch or even a snack, where you can take 10 minutes to sit down. You can have a book or you can just stare off into space outside, (laughs) but sit somewhere quietly where you can enjoy a meal or a snack. It feels so good. Number six is such an important one. I noticed a huge difference in this. I noticed this when I was working my nine to five years ago. So I know that I started kind of implementing this back then. I remember having moments where I would rush. So number six is to stop rushing. Give yourself enough time to get to where you need to go and do what you need to do. Because nothing comes out great when we're rushing. You have to take time to put thought and energy into what you're doing. But I want you to think about this because I know this is the reality for a lot of us. I remember having moments where I had to get to work. I'm rushing. I'm getting the kids ready. I'm getting the diaper bag and all the things. And I'm just like rushing. And for my older kids, I'm like, come on, let's go. We have to go. And you're just, you know, some people scream. Some people get too loud. Or you're just in a like a frantic moment where you're just like trying trying to rush everybody in the house because you have to go. And then what happens? That's when we're driving and you're going to have road rage and it just doesn't feel good when you have to be somewhere and you're rushing and you know that you're going to be late. And then when traffic hits and you have no control over that and you're sitting there, how does that feel? It doesn't feel really good. You're frustrated right in the morning. So I learned to just get up earlier and give myself time because I realized that was my fault. Like I'm not getting up early enough. And back then I was not a morning person. So getting up was the hardest thing. But the peace that came when you have more time is so amazing. I still do that now. My kids, when I wake them up for school, I give them enough time that they can take their time to come down and eat breakfast, to get dressed. And a lot of times we sit at the house and we all like to read. So like I'll be sitting there reading in the morning and they'll be sitting there reading a couple chapters before we even leave. And it is like such a smooth process. Like everybody, it's time to go. And then we we go like there's no rushing and it's such a difference of what it used to be years ago and it feels really good and it really just sets up your day a lot better if you can start in a more calm space. 
Number seven is to find hobbies that you can get into. This could be gardening. I found that having plants in my house, taking care of plants, going outside, taking care of my plants outside, it's so freaking peaceful. I can see why people go and move and buy land and just start growing their own things and have chickens and animals. And like, I can totally see that because it is, it's so relaxing being outside just in general in nature is so relaxing. So being able to grow something yourself is amazing, but it doesn't have to be gardening. If you're like, yeah, I'm not a gardening person. It could be anything. Find a hobby, something that you enjoy doing and make sure that you keep it a hobby for you and yourself. I've noticed a lot of times on social media, people find these amazing things that they're doing that brings them so much joy and peace. And this is also going to apply more to entrepreneurs than someone who uses social media for fun. But I noticed because our minds are always thinking content, creating content, we then also take the love that we have for these hobbies and we're recording and we're sharing and we're showing people what we're doing. And, you know, I've done that before and it takes away from the joy that you feel when you're trying to enjoy this thing that you really like to do. Because you're not really in the moment, you're not present, which we just talked about, you're still thinking work. And so make sure that you don't get in the habit of sharing your hobbies and the things that you do on a daily basis that bring you joy, that help you be in the moment and disconnected from online. Don't think of it as content. Don't think of it as you have to share it every single day. Use it for what it is to bring you joy and peace and for you to be out here living your life instead of overwhelming yourself in making it content for work purposes or just because you have this habit of constantly sharing everything. Just keep it to yourself. You're going to enjoy it a lot more. Now, this is one of my favorites. It doesn't have to be yours, but I would encourage you to try it. Number eight is to fall in love with reading. And when I say reading, make sure it's fun books, fiction books. It could be any genre that you enjoy. Make sure it's nothing that has to do with your work or else then it does feel like you're studying. I started reading fiction books again a couple years ago, I want to say been like a year and a half or two maybe. I brought them back because I used to love reading fiction books, but then when I became a coach, all of my books became about learning and bettering myself, which I absolutely love. And I still have some of those that I read in the mix of my fiction books. But my fiction books are kind of like my hobby. That is what I use to disconnect. And it is the most amazing thing. So I would encourage you to try to fall in love with reading. Don't set unrealistic goals. Just a few minutes even of a good book. These stories, these authors are so amazing. It just brings you into a whole different world and it allows you to disconnect from your life in a way, from the world, everything that's going on, everything that's overwhelming, and just spend a little bit of time in this world that the story is building. And it is so fun when you can get into it and go, oh my God, what's going to happen that you can't even put the book down. And so I would encourage you to fall in love with reading and also getting an actual book. I have a Kindle, which I use. I absolutely love it. I actually think I get through my books faster on the Kindle because it's so much easier to hold. But I can honestly tell you having an actual book in my hand, it just makes me feel so free not having an electronic device. So I love books. I have a ton of them. I always buy them. And what I started doing is if I want to read a book, I buy it. But I have Amazon Prime and Amazon Prime. This is just a side note. If you do love to read books, if you have Amazon Prime, you can actually go into the Kindle and look for Prime Reading and their books are free 
with the Amazon Prime. And so you can download, I think up to 10 you can borrow on the Kindle. And then when you read them, just return them and you can download more. But that's what I started doing. So I have my actual book that I read. And then I put one on my Kindle because sometimes at night, if I want to read before I go to bed and we turn off the lights, I can still read on my Kindle. And it has worked out so perfectly and I love it. So I would totally encourage you to fall in love with reading. Okay, so two more. Number nine is minimize your things. I want you to spend some time looking around your house. And I would do a closet at a time, a drawer, maybe the kitchen. You can section off different areas of your house that you can do. Don't take on the whole house because that's going to be overwhelming. But I would encourage you to look around and go into your junk drawer and clean it out. Get rid of everything that's been in there that you haven't touched in like three years. You probably don't need it, so just toss it. You can do this in your closet with your clothes. If your closet is jam-packed with clothes and shoes that you haven't worn in years, maybe it's time to clean it out. And maybe it's time to go shopping and find something new and fresh. Like my style changes all the time and it really depends on my mood. It does not depend on what's in style. I could care less. I'm going to tell you right now, I could care less what Hollywood says or what the fashion thing is. I am more for like comfort. Give me something that I'm comfortable in. Sometimes I have my moments where I'm like, you know what? I just want to wear dresses. I want to be cute. Like last week, I think I wore dresses most days. And so I've noticed my wardrobe has changed so much. A lot of it is for comfort. A lot of it, obviously, because of where I live is beach attire and island life attire, which I absolutely love because I hate layers. I used to love layers in California when it was cold. I loved it. Here, I hate them. I just, I want less clothing. I want something soft that hangs off of me, that's loose fitting. And so I will go in my closet sometimes and I will just clean it out. I'll get rid of things. I'll donate the clothes that I don't want. I also do this with my kids. We all clean our closets out at the same time and then we take our clothes and donate it. And it's such a good feeling. So I want you to spend some time decluttering everything in your life. I can tell you right now, when your house is cluttered, your life and your brain feels cluttered. When you start getting rid of things and making space for things, it just brings peace and joy. I swear. It's like you can take a big breath and just let it out. And you're just like, ah, everything feels clean and organized. And it's a really good feeling. So I would encourage you take some time, do it with your kids and just get rid of stuff. Okay, so we're jumping into number 10. And I told you guys that I was going to give you some tips to live a slow life while being highly productive, right? I didn't want to get too much into the highly productive part because I think that we needed a lot of tips to learn how to slow down in life. But here is what happens. When you start slowing down, you start noticing that you're more creative, your ideas are coming, you have more energy, you're able to process your thoughts a lot better. So you're able to find solutions. You're able to start projects and you are able to work a lot better than you used to before when you felt frazzled and all over the place and rushing through everything. So number 10 is probably the one thing that will help you be productive in your day. But you have to take care of all the other things or else you're not going to make the space or the time for you to actually have time to sit down and do this. You're still going to be all over the place. So number 10 is to have a well-planned out work schedule that you follow. And what that means is that you are going to have a planner. You are going to block out your work and you're not going to change that unless it's absolutely needed. So what does that mean? That means that you're going to say no 
when you're asked to be places or do things that you don't have time to because on your planner, you have planned out your work, you have planned out your things that you're doing with your kids, with your family, your other tasks that have nothing to do with work. You've also planned out time to yourself to do a hobby, to be in the moment, to live your life. And then if you have extra time, then you can add a couple things if somebody comes and says, can you help me with something? But here's the thing, okay? In order to do this, in order to be able to accomplish this, you have to have boundaries, You have to know what your priorities are and you have to set boundaries and not just any type of boundaries. They have to be effective boundaries. These are boundaries around your non-negotiables. These are boundaries around your me time, the time that you're going to take for yourself to take care of yourself. Don't leave yourself for last because you're the one doing all these things. So if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you going to have the energy to do anything else? Make sure that you are prioritizing yourself. Some people like to say, oh, well, that's selfish. That's not selfish. If I don't take care of myself and I just go with the flow of life, life is hectic. I will be exhausted. I will burn out. And what is my family going to get? What are my friends going to get? What are my clients going to get? They're going to get a tired version of myself that's not showing up as my best. And so I have to spend time taking care of myself. This is why I work out. This is why I take moments off social media and I get off online because it is overwhelming. This is why I spend time reading. This is why I spend time in nature to refill my cup. Because when I sit down to work and I have this work schedule, I'm in the moment. I'm not looking at notifications. I'm not scrolling social media. I'm working and I'm giving it my all because I scheduled that time. And so you have to have boundaries and you have to have a schedule because if you were waking up without a schedule, if you're not blocking out your day, telling yourself at this time, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So go sit down and do it. It's going to be really hard to do it. You're not going to automatically show up and do it. You have to have a schedule. And then you're going to notice that you are being more productive and you're getting things done. Okay, friend, I hope that you found that really helpful. If you did, please do me a favor and share this episode. You can either send it to a friend or you can take a quick screenshot of it and share it on all your social media. I would love your support in spreading out the word. That is how we can keep this podcast going and share our message and help many people. So I would truly appreciate it if you share it and make sure you go out and have an amazing, productive, peaceful day. I can't wait to hear how this works out for you. So make sure you let me know. All right, have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Hey girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, I would really appreciate it if you took a minute to head over to Fearless and Unleashed on iTunes and leave a review and subscribe to the show so you're notified when the episodes drop. Also, I'd love to connect over on social media. So head over to Instagram and say hi. You can find me at Jeanette Sachs or find the link below in the show notes. Okay, friend, go out and be fearlessly you. I'll see you soon.